Whatever it is. Oh, we're on already. Hey, guys. It is <laughs> That was quick. It usually takes a little bit longer. Um, it is That's the Google good. Hangout. It is the uh, WWE Raw wrap-up that we do here every Monday night here at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Uh, follow us on the Google Plus Wrestling Mayhem. This is the first place you're going to find the links. And I want to send the links to everybody else right now because it takes a second. Uh, still working on that process. I'm, uh, I'm Sorgatron, at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in Pittsburgh, PA. With me on the line is Mad Mike in the hood, uh, mm. who keeps in New York. I am sick, Sorgatron, and this raw didn't really help that much. Oh no! Oh no! Um, of course, you can find everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We got all kinds of other stuff going on, all kinds of shows throughout the week. So please subscribe to us on on the iTunes, on the uh, Stitchers, on the Spreakers, on the iHeart Radios. Uh, the YouTube's everywhere you can, and please, if you if you don't catch us live, you can uh, comment on anywhere you, where you find this, or on the on the uh, uh, Facebook, on Google Plus, on on Twitter at Mayhem Show, and of course, you can join us live for the the main stuff at live.sorgatronmedia.com uh, Tuesday nights. Uh, so raw, oh, this is a tough one tonight. It, it seemed like everybody in the hangout was like, "Man, is this? Is it, we're still going. We're still going." I don't even want to know. How much screen time Randy Orton, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose had tonight? It was interesting. It was a lot. It was a lot, Sorg. I take back everything about the threaded uh, storylines throughout the entire show, because that didn't work. Well, no, it's not... You have to have more than one storyline. Like, the first hour of Raw had at least one of those four guys... In the ring. Because it, it started with a Ambrose promo. Cena came out. Then there's the triple threat tag match, which was really good. But then it led right to the Randy Orton match, didn't it? Um, no, I don't think, it I think I think we had like the ladies in between there. Was that when was that when the AJ thing was? Because I, I believe was so. That. I believe okay. so. Um, which but you know, still too much screen time. Like, it's already an overkill being three hours. We don't need two of those hours being comprised of this one story. It certainly felt like it. uh, For instance, like, Randy Orton had a a super long match with uh, Dolph Ziggler. I keep forgetting he's the Intercontinental Champion. Um, I know... I I saw a tweet saying, oh, this is a great match. Glad I got a lot of time. And it's just like, no. You know, and and unfortunately, I, I don't know if it's just we're... You know, it, it was uh, the temperature of, of the room when when we're watching it, or I know for me Mondays at this point it's like I had this is like my one of my longest days of work. You know, so I like this is the day I'm tired. You know, and and I just can't it, sitting down for raw isn't relaxing for me anymore. You know, uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, I don't know if I didn't if I didn't have you guys in a hangout, I think I would have given up on raw a while ago. I just want to know what those matches accomplished. Like, the triple threat match, I get that. That made sense to me, and it was entertaining through and through. You know, it was I, I, Because it was a fresh matchup, for I, one thing. I know I know. you want to ask, what did those accomplish? But I think at this point, it's, uh, well, it killed that chunk of time to make USA Network happy. You know? Yeah, um, but, like, unless you're going to give Ziggler a surprise win... Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, um, I, like Randy Orton doesn't need that young kid. Randy Orton doesn't need a push 
over the Intercontinental Champion, another no, champion no. losing a non-title match. I, I don't want to get too much into the the ethics of Raw and, and what that's doing and what's doing to the fan base. I, I've read several articles and heard several conversations over the last week. And I, I think more we should just stick to the recap of what we what we did see in our opinions over here. Um, I think the first hour had nothing but championship losses. <laughs> that's like, yeah, we're we're back in that that again, aren't we? It's like oh, we just gotta you know bury the secondary champions when you have no primary champion. Uh huh. Like that's when you should be building them up. Shouldn't it, we? You know what? That? If that match, if that match was Ziggler and Randy Orton for the IC title, and someone cost him the someone cost Orton the win, I'm okay with a long match. Because yeah. it, it feels yeah. like it means something. Why can't Randy Orton have a, oh, I got an opportunity tonight at the IC title, and I got this coming up too. You know, I mean, Why wouldn't he get a chance at the IC title basically any time? Because he's freaking Randy Orton, right? Well, he doesn't want it. Like like a couple, like maybe a month ago, um, they the authority was going to give Kane and Randy Orton a shot at the tag titles, and Orton was like, no, I don't want those. I'm like, way to put over your tag belts, dumbass. They should not feel slighted for going for secondary titles. Nobody should. Ric Flair. Ric Flair, when he came back. 16-time world champion Ric goddamn Flair was the Intercontinental Champion in, like, 2003. Like, that's a real thing that existed in WWE. Hulk Hogan came back with the tag belts that he never had before. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I, there's a service to that, you know? Uh, Triple H came back and took the IC belt when uh, he was teaming up with Stone Cold when Stone Cold did the heel turn. I mean, there is a purpose for that. And and I feel like... And Triple H losing that belt to Jeff Hardy put Jeff Hardy over the moon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put him, put him in a great spot. Um, I don't know. Could you imagine if like a Randy Orton won the IC title and then let's say... Oh, I don't know. Who's a young... up? young up-and-coming face. Like, um... I don't know, let's say they brought up Sami Zayn from NXT and he was the one to beat Randy Orton. Exactly. That's a surprise thing. That, that is a huge push. That pushes someone to the next level without, like, really harming Randy Orton at all. Like, ah, uh, I just don't see... Like, I know people say that they like long matches on Raw, but... My God, that uh, Seth Rollins match—I passed out during it. I don't even remember who he was facing. It's 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 time filling, and 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 I almost want to say, like, it was one thing when they were having long matches, and I feel like a year ago when we were praising, like, wow, we got long matches. This is great. We're back to wrestling, guys. But they were exciting matches. I don't know. It feels like we're getting very similar matchups, you know. Um, and and how do you liven it up? And plus, the long, mat, the long matches last year were pushing the overarching theme that, hey, the Shield is really dominant, guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then they and they had something to prove, and they were having killing, killer matches. And I just feel like it isn't happening anymore. Maybe it was just the, the collection of people that were there at the time, because we had the Shield, we had Daniel Bryan, we had CM Punk, and now we have a like two left of the Shield. Out of all the people we were excited about a year ago, nothing's happening with Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro was on Superstars wrestling Kofi Kingston, which I've seen a bazillion times at this point, and I don't care about it. I mean, 
I mean, I've said on multiple times, I, I can watch Seamus and Cesaro punch each other in the face all day long every day, but it's still kind of not... I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Um, nothing, like, it took The Rock last week for us to be like, oh, oh, hey, Raw, hey, hey, what, what's going on here? Uh, oh, they're doing well, something and, here. and good opener and closer segments. And good opener and closer, because the Dean right. Ambrose thing last week right. was good. But this week, it's just, like, I almost was going to be dissatisfied regardless of what happened in that main event tonight because of the Randy Orton aspect thrown in. Like, if Dean Ambrose wins, hooray, we get the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match everyone wants. But we also get John Cena versus Randy Orton for the 50,000th time. Right. And if John Cena won, then be like, why is Dean Ambrose not getting that match? And now we have to watch John Cena squish Seth Rollins. Like, there was no pleasing anyone with that because no one wants to see John Cena versus Randy Orton again. Randy Orton should not be wanting to fight the loser of the main event of Raw. It'll be interesting. He should to see not be asking for that. It'll be interesting to see what is the what is the place here, you know? What's going to be your main event in Hell in a Cell? Are they going to put Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose on top? Like, I feel like I feel like the Orton-Cena thing is, like, the safety answer. Like, well, just in case, it's like, all right, we're going to give the ball to Ambrose and Rollins um, and put them in the cell and see how that does. Uh, but we're also going to have Cena-Orton because that's the familiar thing people will hopefully still come out for. Like, I, that, like that's the feeling to me, right? I, I want to think that in the Ambrose-Rollins match, the Money in the Bank contract's going to be on the line. Kind of has to be. And we do have, like, two weeks for that to develop. Um, well, one more know. Raw. One more Raw and two more SmackDowns. Just, it feels like these these left-term, swervy, you know, we're going to do this, and then and then it, sw- it, it switches up at the last minute, you know, or not in the last minute, two weeks out, but still, I I don't think they know what they're doing right now. Well, I think they wanted to do that because otherwise they wouldn't have had Randy Orton booked for the pay-per-view. And they feel like they need Randy Orton booked for the pay-per-view. I honestly think it would be the best thing in the world for Randy Orton if he took a pay-per-view off. Because that's what happened with Jericho last month, too. Like, Jericho had a good thing going with Bray Wyatt. It looked like he was going to finally, like, get put over by Wyatt, and... Then all of a sudden, Randy Orton attacks him in the trainer's room because, up oh, Orton doesn't have a pay-per-view match. We need to get him on there. No, you don't. Like I don't see why Randy Orton needs to be on the pay-per-view. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's 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 like booking by obligation at this point. Yeah. Like I I, I don't get it. He's not. He's not a part of a storyline. He's. He's about a, as a part of a storyline as Jamie Noble is. Like, uh, it's just bothering to me. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to yeah. to, to more of the show with like some other things that go on. I don't know what else happened. Um, the, the highlight has to be, has to be, Damien Sandow. Yeah, yeah. Damien Sandow. Damian Mizdow, whatever we're calling him. And the flying knee, because I just saw a still of it, of, of A.J. Lee, but we'll get to that in a moment, too. Um, <laughs> Miz Dow pantomiming the entire match to the point where 
you know, they always say like like the uh, the the outside like uh, the manager or whoever shouldn't overshadow the guy in the ring. Um, he was, and it's worthwhile. Uh, people were chanting for him. Um, he he's he's more over than the Miz. I, I you know it's going to lead to a Miz jealousy thing, and and who knows what they do with Sandell from then. In the meantime, guys, enjoy the ride. Make sure you're looking at the uh, outside the ring during these matches. Um, it was it was pretty fantastic. I really hope at some point the referees just acknowledge that they're the same person and they can do like a twin magic thing. And then somehow Sandow pins a champion and he claims he's the champion as opposed to The Miz, even though it was The Miz's match. Ooh, I like that. Or do we get maybe we get a co-champion like 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 China and Jericho? No, no, no. I want I want Sandow to be the actual champion. Like I I I feel like that needs to be where this goes. But it's it's a too clever. Two involves a suspension of disbelief that WWE won't allow, because the referees would have to think that Miz and Sandow are the same person when they're clearly not. Like, it's one thing if you do it with the Killer Bees or the Bellas. It's another thing if you do it with Miz and Sandow. One guy who looks like a stretched-out Teletubby and the other one who looks like Krieger from Archer. Wow, that's... that's there's some analogies. Okay. Um, <laughs> Miz is very orange is what I'm saying. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> has a beard, for instance. Um... Yeah, I, and of course the ladies, uh, solid match. I mean, we had a tag match. I, I, we have Layla ran like like AJ's going through the I can't find a tag team partner that's worth a shit, you know. Um, and yet, Layla, well, she's she has a shallow pool to pick from because she's not picking anyone from Total Divas. Yes, because they're too busy being involved with Real Housewives. I, I'm pretty sure that the only five divas that aren't a part of Total Divas. Are Paige, Emma, Alicia, AJ, Layla, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that's it. Unless they start calling up people from NXT, please call up Bailey. Please, Bailey is the best friend of everybody. Or conversely, they could bring back Caitlyn for one night only and have the Chickbusters. Didn't they have something where Bailey like hugged AJ on NXT when she visited one time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, every single like last week after Emma after AJ left Emma, Bailey posted a tweet to AJ like, "I hear you need a tag partner and a best friend," and she sh- and she posted the picture of them hugging. Yes, yes, um, I love it. I love it. I, well, you know what? Hey, you know, for for as much as we're like, ah, we're all, eh, it was okay. Eh, at least we got Miz or Ms. Dow. Uh, well, at least we can look forward to Thursday night in NXT. Oh, and I was disappointed with the payoff as to what Stephanie and Triple H's normal bet is. Oh yeah, a dollar. Totally disappointed. A dollar. I, we Come had on. so many thoughts to that on <laughs> uh, the like which one gets to wear the uh, Mighty Molly costume. Yeah. Um, uh, role playing bed. Who gets to be Scott Siren? Who gets to be 2003 Triple H? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's over. There you go. Uh, Papa's your hookup. Yes, uh, yes. Um, one rides a pogo stick. Wait, no, it's TNA. Um, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but I mean at least. Oh, we... and by the way, Raw. One, one last thing, Raw. 
if I see another guest host from the USA Network or the E Network or the Bravo Network or whatever the fuck network Nene <laughs> or Nene or Nene or Nene, whatever her name is, Dennis Rodman, if I see another guest host from those channels again, I'm turning off Raw. That's a guarantee. Uh, from uh, at Wrestling LAD, can all wrestling fans retweet this to raise awareness that we don't want guest hosts on Raw? Yes. yes. Oh, uh, we forgot to talk about uh, Henry and Rusev. Hey, well, we got, which was the biggest and probably the best point of the night, to be honest. They had a good fight. It was, uh, uh, you know, of course, ending because you're not ever going to get a clean finish on, on, on Monday Night Raw, guys. No, of course like not. That. Especially that was, when it matters. It's going to hell in a cell. We're putting this over to the moon. It's like, hmm. This is, this is. Uh, Mark Henry comes in, uh, knocks out Rusev, saves a big show. So, uh, we don't know who's going to win, but uh, Ru- Rusev gets his in the end. I know you have a problem with the, uh, well, that's American way bullying on, on, on the poor Russian. Yeah, I, it seemed weird. Like, JBL was touting, like, that's how America does it, Moggle. Yeah, we, I, we I, win I, at the end at all costs. We are, I mean, I think in the world, the America is the ultimate heel. Yeah, like, like I was looking at the honest. match. I was looking at the match objectively, and here's what was happening. It was a fair fight. The Russian was winning, or Bulgarian that represents Russia. He was winning. Another American came in and stopped the match. And then America, being the sore losers that they are, ganged up on the Russian. No How different than any. Don't no is no different than any Hulk Hogan situation. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan was one man. Hulk Hogan was always one man. He never had help, and I do not count Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> the, what the booty man didn't do it for you? The booty man doesn't do it for anyone. Uh, comments coming in, of course. Uh, Wheels is. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I forgot to turn the QA on. Uh, apparently, on the hangout tonight, I thought I did. Uh, Raw was really hard to watch tonight, says Wheels. For instance, um, yeah, it was. I, I don't know. It was just mood going in. Like I, 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 I we, you know, we we've kind of said we are not the typical wrestling fan. We do this, for instance, right? Normal yeah. people don't do this. Okay. We're that into it that we, we decide we want to talk about it every week right after the show. And we're going to talk about it on Tuesday night. And we do another one. And then you guys do some crazy game show around all this stuff. Um, I mean, we are Pen not pending. the normal fans. I, like, I, I think the normal fans are going, click what's on Monday Night Football. Click yeah. what's on Gotham. You know, I, I think, I, I don't know. There's just too much competition. I, the, this concept going around, like, you know, okay... No big deal. There's no more wrestling for them to compete with, but they have to compete with everybody else. And I, I think mean, they're losing that battle. And the opening promo kind of... Sp- like, it was John Cena telling Dean Ambrose to get serious. And it almost sounded like John Cena was saying, Hey, Dean, stop being entertaining. Like, <laughs> that's really kind of what it sounded like because Dean Ambrose has been the best thing for the past two weeks. And Cena came out and said, this is the biggest fight of your life, Jack. So you need to stop being all crazy and get down to brass tacks or whatever dog-tired phrases he was throwing out there. And it's just like, Dean Ambrose is the best part of your show. Stop telling him to not be Dean Ambrose. 
Like, honestly, my favorite part of Raw was Dean standing at the top of, standing on the top, holding the contract, doing the you can't see me, and just going, oh, and pulling the contract down. Because Dean Ambrose is not your typical wrestler. He's different. He doesn't do the same robotic motions a top face does in WWE. Like, he is the, he's, like, I think Bobby has said this before, and I agree with him. He's the he's a combination of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Yes, he is. He, and, and he is the Hollywood blonde. Dean and, and I think that's the thing. I think that's why people gravitated towards him, excuse me, towards him or towards a uh, Daniel Bryan, because they're not a guy that looks like Cena, Batista, Orton. Because we, you know, I think even Edge to a point. Edge oh, yeah. was something that looks so much different than the, than the other guys. He's like, oh, that's our guy. He's not like crazy buff dude like these guys. Like he's like he's kind of a ganky dude, right? Well, and he um, was also like he also played into the internet hate because they knew what was going on in Edge's real life. And then he instead of trying to back away from it, they steered into a skid and they made him the rated R superstar. But in the end, he was a good wrestler and a good person in the ring and a good person on the mic, regardless of what he looked like. Very and true. Everybody got behind him. Very, very much true. so. Very much so. On that note, Mike, I think we're gonna. I know tomorrow we're gonna have a lot to talk about with Bound for Glory, for instance. Uh-huh. Um, I have a few notes here about uh, Batista's next movie role. Uh, SummerSlam is gonna get a home. I know you have some opinions on that, being uh-huh. in your backyard. Uh, so that's what's on deck for us to talk about tomorrow on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time at live.sogatronmedia.com. You can join us all night there starting at, uh, I think we're doing it starting at 4.30, where we talk movies, we talk video games, we talk uh, 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 geeky tech throughout the evening, and we have a, a special guest here in studio, local wrestler Jimmy DeMarco, talking about the IWC 200 show. Um, Is he going to be on the regular Mayhem show too? Because uh, he if he gets should. here early, I don't think I can stop him. <laughs> so that's a fair point. So uh, if he wants to, I don't know how tight his schedule is. He is the uh, uh, co-promoter of that of that group, so I don't know what responsibilities come with that these days. So, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure if if you ask Jimmy Demarco how tight his schedule is, he will say it's very very loose. If you want more in that situation, go to iwcwrestling.com. Check out the after aftershock series, uh, and we'll also probably be talking a tiny bit about the RWA. Actually, I, I wasn't at the RWA show, so we probably won't talk about that tomorrow. I did watch it after the fact, but um, but anyways, uh, uh, big things happening around here. And of course, Thursday night, check out our friends that do the similar thing for TNA and Impact, the midweek-ish night wars. The um, midweek war. He does that thing. He does sounds, that even, sounds even better when I'm sick. And these guys are working out this uh, wrestling game show at wrestlinggameshow.com. Pat and um, Pat big, and hey, please check out our friends um, uh, for, with Extra Life. I'm going to be participating in that as a 24-hour gaming marathon. Please support the team. I, nobody's donated to me yet. I'm I'm the least sexy of the group. I'm the newbie, I guess. So, uh, But if you want to check that out, go to wrestlingmamshow.com, go to sorgatronmedia.com. There's a link there for Extra Life on the right. Uh, we're helping out St. Vincent's Ho- Children's Hospital in Erie, PA. Go for one of the smaller ones that could probably use the money and, and everything. Uh, you know, Helping sick kids, video games for sick kids, um, because, uh, because that, that helps. It really does help. Uh, so uh, go check that out. And with that, Mad Mike, he's at Mad Mike 4883. He, he, he has the yes. New York side of things. 
I do New York things and I talk about New York things. He does. He does. Because it's fun. And all this week, hopefully, I will be reporting on New York Comic Con. Yes, yes, I can't wait to hear how that went. Um, The news that's trickling out that I'm catching has been really, really interesting so far. So look for that across the network. I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Uh, If you want to check out everything, hey, uh, big shouts to, or big shouts, yeah, big plug to, uh, look look up the Sorgatron Media Everything feed uh, on iTunes, Stitcher's, uh, I think that's it. Um, everything we do, including this, including everything else, everything geeky, I have, you know, have my own little personal podcast. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Join us here after Raw every week. Um, uh, Mayhem out? You do that on Mondays? I can't remember. I need more sure. coffee. More coffee. We'll see you guys next time.